So it is. This is Amanda Johnson, and that was India Ari with I Am Light. And every time I hear that song, I, a smile just spreads across my face. Um, I think there's so much truth in those words. And welcome to the Being Inspired Radio Show, episode 12. I am so giddy and excited because I have another incredible guest with me today, a very dear friend of mine. And what I love most about bringing someone onto this show is the inspiring conversation that comes about because of it. And these are conversations and discussions that we have on the phone throughout the week. And I think, gosh, let's just record it and share it with others. And that's what we're here to do today. And today I have my very dear friend, Um, sister Tasha Lee Smith with us and she is a certified holistic health coach with an emphasis on recovery lifestyle coaching. She specializes in empowering women to learn the art of relationship first with themselves and then with others in order to create an inspired whole life in which they do not need to escape from. Tasha focuses on all things addictive that distracts us from falling in love with our real, raw selves, shadows and all. So welcome, Tasha. Thank you, Amanda. I'm so honored to be here with you. I just love you. I love you too. And it's like when I read your bio and I think of who you are as a person, um, of course, we're talking about relationships today. Like it's, it's going to be so, um, it's just so divinely appropriated. We are here to talk about that today. I love that that is what you are really finding is what you're here to teach, this art of relationship and how that has to do with ourselves first and with others. And of course, you have such a cool story that um, we'll see how much of that we get into today. But just I love, I love, love, love what you're doing and sharing with the world. So I'm excited to dive in. Um, As I mentioned, and what I've been doing with each of our conversations is I, I open with a quote or a passage from something, an inspirational book that I feel um, can really set the tone for this conversation and let us see what comes of it. So I'm going to read, this is from A Course in Miracles, um, a book that I have not read in it in its entirety, um, but I've read pieces of it through other works. And this particular excerpt comes from Marianne Williamson's A Return to Love, which is also chock full of great quotes and ideas and divine wisdom when it comes to relationships. But the one I want to share with everyone today is this. The Holy Spirit's temple is not a body, but a relationship. When you meet anyone, remember it is a holy encounter. As you see him, you will see yourself. As you treat him, you will treat yourself. As you think of him, you will think of yourself. Never forget this, for in him you will find yourself or lose yourself. 
<laughs> well, that's it. In a nutshell, we don't even need another. We don't need to talk for another minute. Oh, oh my goodness, that just is is so beautiful and so um, what I believe. I I'm so I didn't know what what uh, quote you were going to choose, and I'm. I'm actually so blown away and inspired that you picked that one because, geez, that's about it for me. That's what I believe wholeheartedly. I believe every relationship is an assignment. And as hard as that may be sometimes to metabolize, once you do really approach every relationship that way, it does seem to change your life. It, I know it did mine. Yeah. Wow. Tell me, let's, let's just dive into more of that. So the fact that you say it as hard as it is to metabolize, which I think most of us totally get that, like what it's an assignment. Like, what are you talking about? I want out of this, right? So many of us, at least in my experience. And then what I hear of others is, you know, this one isn't working or this is just too hard or, you know, relationships really ought to be a certain way. And, and we kind of have these things that we point to. It's either it, it's supposed to look like this or it's supposed to be with this person who inspires us or who we want to be more like or, you know, there, and there feel, feels seems to be all these rules and regulations and stipulations when we hear of people talk about relationships. But mm -hmm. I want to hear more. I mean, it's an assignment, and what does that mean to you or how has that shown up in your life? Well, how, gosh, that's so, that's such a great question. Um, truthfully, Amanda, you know that I have, I'm in recovery from, from alcohol. And when I think back on the last several years being married to my husband, um, I, I, I've now, I'm now able to reflect back and realize what an assignment it has been. And, and I feel like what we do, especially when we meet our significant others, I think what really happens is this magical thing where our souls make this pact with each other. And they look into, it's our souls making a pack and they look at each other and they say, you, me, this is going to happen. We've got a lot of work to do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it's, it's flowery and it looks so lovely. Lovely and like it's perfect and all this beauty and you're going to make me feel whole and and you're never going to make me feel that I'm not good enough and you're going to fill that hole inside me. Mm -hmm. And what I think ends up happening is this beautiful divine intervention of it's the exact opposite. Sometimes that person is actually just going to reflect back to you all the things inside you that A, you're not comfortable with, B, you need to heal, and C, are your shadow sides that you've suppressed. Yes. 
Can I jump in really quick and add? So to summarize what yes. you just said so beautifully, I just, and I, I don't remember if it was the Rob Bell podcast that you so beautifully and, and insistently directed me toward or not, but in something very recently I heard, you know, every relationship is, it, it's when you see that person, you are either judging something in them. Oh, nope. It was the other podcast you sh- sh- um, sent me to with Sean Korn. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. Okay. And her podcast, that's the other one. I knew it was something you, you directed me to. She talks about in every relationship, you know, there's something in that person that we either are judging in ourselves or are rejecting in ourselves. <laughs> so just like what you said, right? It's either, it's that part of ourselves that we've suppressed or that we don't like, and we are seeing that reflected back to us. And, you know, the other side to that also that she shares is how when we see somebody that we really want to be like, for example, or we want to have what they have, it's really them reflecting back to us what is already within us that is desiring to be seen, right? Mm -hmm. So again, this idea that relationships are total reflections on either the sides and parts of ourselves that we don't care for or we have suppressed, or we need to heal to your, you know, to your point, or the things that we actually really want to shine a little brighter, which is why we have so many different types of relationships with different types of people. But what I love about what you said about our significant other, it's like a soul contract, because I jotted down this note that came to me before this, this show, which is our souls, they're, it's, they're looking to heal. That's what we're here to do. We are Mm -hmm. unconsciously here to heal ourselves. And so how are we going to heal ourselves unless we are faced with someone intimately who brings all that stuff up? I was thinking to myself just like a few days ago, uh, watching, you know, I'm I'm living at home now. I'm watching my parents in relationship very intimately again. I'm in relationship myself with a partner who, you know, we certainly have our moments as well. And as I was watching, I go, why is it that these people are so triggering? You know, why do they trigger us so much? Why, why don't they just do what we want them to do or, you know, give us the answers we want to hear? And the second I asked myself that question, I heard the answer, which is how in the world am I expected to heal myself if everyone outside gives me everything I need mm-hmm. and everything I want? Mm-hmm. Yes, and there's so many layers to this. I mean, what's so complicated about it is that it actually can get really messy. And people bail. They say, this isn't working for me. You're not like-minded. You don't get me. You're hurting me. Um, you're, you, you're, you make me feel bad. Um, we're, we're so different And there's so many ways that we run away from this work that needs to be done. I actually call it the beautiful work because if we stick it out and we recognize that each one of these triggers are actually medicine for us, that are actually showing up to benefit our evolvement and our growth, and our movement to our best self. We will look at it as a gift and not like a burden or a, or a uh, 
or a curse or or a a a challenge it's it's a beautiful challenge it's not always fun it doesn't always feel good but that's not the point mm-hmm. yes and it's like what i love about oh, what you're saying is it brings me back to the end of that passage from a course in miracles where it's in that other person you will find yourself or lose yourself. And there's a choice. We get the choice. When in relationship, when those triggers, when those, you know, er, challenges arise, we can either say, okay, I accept this challenge. I accept this assignment. And what work is in it for me? What lesson is in it for me? What am I being called to see, to understand, to reconcile, to heal? Um, You know, how am I being asked to show up here so that I can actually find myself in this relationship where I can find that true self within me that has been asked to be revealed or I can lose myself in it. And that's how I'm choosing to interpret this passage. I could lose myself, meaning... I could get really upset and distraught and, um, or maybe I just shut down and I, I, I actually, you know, I just don't say anything at all and I, I get really, you know, I withdraw. So I feel like there's always a choice that we can either find our true self and how we want to be in relationship with another or we can lose ourselves completely and, of course, get further and further away from that divinity that lives within us. Yes. And, and let me just um, reiterate how that can manifest to your listeners. Um, when you said you can either stay and work on it, you know, and, and see the divinity within ourselves, or we can walk away. And that doesn't always serve us because I'm a true believer that until we experience Accept the medicine that's in front of us and go in and take the time to really look at those shadow sides or look at those things that are triggering us and seeing that they are actually living within us. If we don't and we leave that relationship, that same stuff will resurface again and again and again until we deal with it, until we accept it until we accept those shadow sides, until we, ex- until we heal some of the energetic wound that we're carrying around. And so it will continue to manifest no matter whether we stay in the relationship or we go and find somebody else. Because I love this saying, Amanda, and you and I are always kind of playing off each other when we chat, but no matter where you go, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. bingo so I I hear you I it's part of my passionate work and and actually like I said what I call the beautiful work because it so starts with our relationship with ourselves. if that relationship is healed and that relationship is blooming and flourishing we're actually learning to see all the beautiful things about ourselves which isn't always all the good things. We have shadow things. We have shadow sides to our personality, which are our humanness. 
But if we can embrace those things and we can build a beautiful relationship with ourselves, we inevitably enrich our relationships that we're in outside of ourselves. Absolutely. And I couldn't have said it better. And what I am curious about, because I think everything you have said is completely true, rings completely true for me. For those listening and for depending on how much you feel like sharing, but what So for me, and I think, and I know you agree, as you say, each relationship has medicine. Mm -hmm. And I know that is true in my own life. What is that medicine for you? What what does that specifically, as much as you can say, you know, does that look like for you? So that we start to understand, oh, I see as I heal my own relationship with myself, then this other, this relationship outside of myself in some way reflects that. Can you share a little more about what that medicine has been for you? Yes. Um, So really, I think that this all came to fruition, this awakening that I had when I realized that all this time I had been married to my husband, I had been blaming him for my discomfort, for my... um, for my, my issues that live in my tissues. I, I thought that they were his fault, that I picked the wrong guy, that I, um, that I was stuck, that, that I, um, that, that I was worth more than this, that I, I, I kind of got gypped. And, and really in reality, once I started to awaken to the fact that I needed to look inside myself and see what are those things that I was judging and projecting onto my husband were really things that I didn't like about myself. The moment I awoken to that possibility, I was willing to see it different, just like the Course in Miracles says. And I experienced a miracle because where I had one foot out the door and I just was waiting for that thing to give me permission to leave, to end it, to go find someone quote unquote better for me. I now, because of my healed relationship with myself, completely see my relationship totally different with my husband and I honor him and I value him and I appreciate him. And, you know, we just settled in and, and that's, it it was no longer a battle. Now it's laying in. It's not perfect, but we're settling in because I'm comfortable in my own skin. And then that gives him the ability to settle into his own skin and work through his own issues and work through his own relationship with himself. But if I would have left that relationship, this relationship, I would have had the same issues with somebody else. Yes, it's so true. And uh, I just get a chills listening to your story because it is a miracle. And again, to clarify for those who aren't familiar with A Course in Miracles definition of that. It's, it's a, a change in perception, mm-hmm. really, right? So when we choose to perceive things differently is when miracles happen. 
And mm-hmm. I agree. And in my own relationship, and you know a lot about this as well, but there is so much medicine in it for me. And I almost laugh at myself at times <laughs> after the frustration and the anger has, you know, moved through me <laughs> where I realize, <laughs> oh, here, here's the medicine again. Here's the lesson again. It's, it's divinely orchestrated that I chose and this, and he chose this relationship to work through our, our shit and for me to get super clear on how, you know, I am enough where, where my, my, one of my biggest projections onto my partner. Um, and so this is where I find it's interesting as we start to get curious and as we start to be willing to look at our ourselves in relationship with others is I started to notice this pattern of mine to project onto him that he's not doing enough, that he could be doing more, that he's not, you know, living up to his potential or whatever you want to call it. And it was this. So for me, that is where I was doing all this projection, mm-hmm. which resulted in many of the same things you talked about. One foot in, one foot out, kind of thinking that I deserved better, quote unquote, whatever. And mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't until and it still is. I mean, it is a daily practice for me to choose to say and I can perceive this differently. I choose to perceive this differently. I choose to see my projection that has nothing to do with him, that has everything to do with me and how I'm feeling about myself. So for as long as I think that I could be doing more and I should be doing better and I'm not living up to this and I could be doing... So long as I think that of myself, which is something I have been dancing with for many years, I will continuously project that onto my partner, any partner that I choose to be with. So that was a huge awakening for me. Huge. Yes, definitely, sister. I hear preaching to the choir. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I love it. And, you know, um, for for your listeners, for your beautiful audience, because because I know that you attract wonderful people because you're so wonderful yourself. Um, This is also very applicable in sisterhood. Mm -hmm. So it's not just with our significant others in terms of our husbands and girlfriends and, and wives and, and boyfriends. This is very applicable also in relationship with other girlfriends. So uh, if you could just, if you could settle in and just think about it in, in terms of relationship with anybody in your life, your, your friends, your mother, your children, in every realm, this, this practice applies. Anybody who triggers us, even somebody who's cutting us off on the road, you know, when we're feeling just out of control because we cannot stand our circumstance. There's medicine in it. There is. There really, truly is. And just to give your listeners hope, what does it look like when this happens? Well, it's really easy to react. It's really easy to pull out your toolbox that you're used to, which is 
deflection or come back with a harsh comment or, 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 or villainize the other person. That's common practice. But when we can just sit in it, take a step back, go and sit and spend time with yourself and look inside and think about it and process that. Like Sean Korn says, write a hate letter, Mm. rip on that person, get it out of your body. It's an energy inside that's being triggered from something that has happened to you or you've experienced in your past that is a match. It's a match. And that's where the work needs to be done. The clearing, the, 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 um, the acceptance that it's there. And the, and the willingness to, to, to see it, to put a name on it, and then to work through it and let it, and let it release from your body energetically. Mm. And then it loses its charge. Yeah. That's what happens to us when we're triggered. It's a charge. And it loses its charge. And, and suddenly that energetic dynamic that feels uncomfortable is is lessened if not if not told on absolutely it's that's the miracle and what i love about everything you're saying is that it is it really has nothing to do with the other person but we want to believe it does so bad and i get that like i've spent most of my life in blame and pointing the finger and well, if only you would stop doing this, then I would stop reacting like that. And, and that's so easy to fall into as you were saying. And so I love what you're reminding us is it is not about that person. That person is offering us an opportunity to step back and say, Whoa, okay, what is that? And then grabbing some new tools to your point. So instead of coming back with a sharp tongued comment or retort, because I just, that feels there, that is a way to release energy. It just isn't Mm -hmm. very effective at times. It can be very damaging. So when I am feeling frustration in my body, because again, something has been triggered based on an experience I have had, and I have now Mm. assigned a meaning to that. And I have now made it, you know, mean something that is this instead of that. That's all in me. Now that doesn't mean that I don't need to release it. I need to, to your point, but those little, those little jabs or those hurtful comments or cutting off contact with a friend of ours because she just did this, you know, all of that is a way of trying to process this energy but it can be, it's so harmful versus what you're offering us is this reminder of let's find some new tools. Let's take some responsibility and say, where can I, how can I heal this for myself? Can I write a hate letter? I love that thought from Sean Korn. Loved it. You know, a fuck you letter, I think is what she called it. And it's, you know, it's so that we can really get this out in a way that's not harmful to others. And yet we can still process it. So there are other tools that we can look to. For sure. And one more thing I want to add to that too. And and this is another reason why I, I think this work is so beautiful is that um, when you think of it in terms of, of not, not wanting to 
release energy in a destructive way, that's one thing. But when you look at it in the way that if you react in a way um, that's healthy and is uh, self-loving, then you get a reward for doing that. You grow. You grow you grow in your relationship, you grow your, in your relationship with yourself and, and, and not to get too woo woo, but you raise your vibration when you do that. And when you raise your vibration, you attract so much more ease and flow in your life. And so Yes, it is beneficial to eliminate damage from being in our habitual relationship uh, tactics, you know, like we're used to getting in an argument and saying ugly things um, or deflecting and blaming. But really, the art of relationship lies in the true gain and benefit you get from handling. Uh, trigger as medicine to yourself, which develops your relationship with yourself, which enables you to grow, which in in return raises your vibration, which in return creates a beautiful way of being. Your your ease and flow in life is so. It's so. It's so, um, it's, it, it, it's just so part of what you feel yes. every single day. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, amen, sister. <laughs> amen to all of that. Oh, that's a beautiful way to close this up and to just put a little pin in it in that there is, there is a reward because of course we're humans and we are looking for the benefit. Otherwise we don't do things. And there is a reward and a benefit to ourselves and to everyone around us. But to that point that we are then in this state of ease and flow. And I know I can, I can attest. I know you have a beautiful story of miracles occurring in your life because of this beautiful work that you're doing. So it is, it is awesome. So thank you for that added medicine for all of us and um gosh this is just it's so great and there i already have an idea for the next conversation we have we're going to talk all about energy i think you're going to be perfect for that <laughs> nice <laughs> so but before we let you go today i do want to end with our our um kind of the the round of questions that i ask each of my inspiring guests so let's let's get to know tasha a little bit better and then we'll um we'll close out for the day so let's start off with who is a source of inspiration for you and why Mm, great question so i would have to say amanda that at this point shockingly enough after all the struggle it would be my husband, Jason. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because I have been lucky enough to, to awaken, but also in, in hand in hand, my husband is doing the same thing. And so we stuck it out 
and we learned and we applied these principles and he inspires me. He's happier. He's, he's living a life that he's building a, a business that he loves. Um, and, and he's just evolving in front of my eyes. And I think it's a direct reflection of the energetic that I have put out by healing my own relationship with myself. So my relationship with myself has healed my relationship with my husband. Therefore, my husband inspires me every day. Beautiful. Beautiful. What place or activity most inspires you right now? Mm. So I live in um, just north of Charlotte in North Carolina on a lake called Lake Norman. And I have spent the last few months kind of driving around searching for a beautiful spot that is not private property that I can kind of set up shop and go and and sit with the birds and the little sound of the waves along the side of the shoreline and look upon the lake and write and read and just sit and be inspired within nature. So I found a spot and I go there often and I I I really find it healing and just beautiful. It's just a great great I feel lucky that I have that that um, at my fingertips. So yes, my lakeside spot. Mm, beautiful. <laughs> I can't wait to see it one day. <laughs> when I come visit, you'll take me there. Totally. Mm. Can't wait. <laughs> All right. What are you currently? We can bring a paddleboard. Oh my gosh. Good. Okay. <laughs> yes. I have a paddleboarding story for another time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What are you currently working on or creating that is most inspiring to you? Oh my gosh. Well, I'm just in the midst of creating my, my business. Um, I am so excited about creating a workshop business, um, but also a uh, weekend retreat business for women to gather. And I want to teach them this beautiful work. So I'm working on my logistics of my, my website and my business foundation, but, but this, is my, this is my passion and I'm really excited about implementing it and putting it out there in the world. Thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to inspire many more people. Yeah. Thank you, darling. All right. Just a few more. Favorite book that inspires you personally or spiritually? So I'd have to agree with you on A Course in Miracles. I mean, that's just a given. Um, But I'm also reading this beautiful book, and it's kind of applicable for your readers and our discussion. It's called The Dark Side of the Light Chasers by Debbie Ford. I highly recommend it. And basically, it's it's honoring our shadow side and and really reclaiming who we really are, shadow and all. Mm. That sounds great. I will add that to my list. Thank you. You will love it. Oh, good. Uh, how about a, a, a book that inspires you in business or work? So I've been really in, I've really been developing my writing skills lately. I know I've shared a few things with you and you've been so ultra supportive of me working um, on on um, tapping into that passion of mine. So I'm reading this really great book called Writing Down the Bones. It's actually a really old book, but it's by Natalie Goldberg. 
and it's kind of old school, but really it's, it, it, it taps into the notion of intuitive writing and that you don't have to be a trained writer and have gone to school to learn how to write or be a literature major, major in school um, to, to be an a, amazing writer. Mm-hmm. So it's very inspiring. I, I highly recommend that too. Thank you. And I know you've already told me once. I, now I'm taking it as a second. I'm going to have to, you know, get that next to get that very soon. So I will. Yes, honey. Oh, my goodness. All right. So then for those who are now, they love you because as much as I do, because um, they've heard all of your wisdom and insights, how can they get in touch with you or where can they find out more or at least where can they in the future find out more about what you're up to? So, gosh, thank you for asking. Um, in the future, the near future, you'll be able to find me at um, www.thebeautifulwork.com. We're working on my website right now. But if you would love to connect with me, I would love to connect with you. Um, you can reach me at my email, which is Tasha at TashaLeeSmith.com. Awesome. That's easy. Please, yeah, reach out. She's full of goodies. And um, yeah, even as your virtual online home is coming into being, you still have so many gifts and things to offer to others. So if you heard something that she said today that just resonated with you, shoot her an email. Um, I'll make sure it's in our show notes. And yeah, connect with her. She's, She's phenomenal. So I'm very lucky to get to have you in my life. And to have these conversations on a weekly basis, pretty much. <laughs> That's right. It's been medicine for me, for sure. So, and 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 my heart explodes to Amanda. I love you so much. Thank you so much. This has been so fun. Yes, it has. And so, as we close out, as I love to do, it's um, man. These shows are just—they are such—they are inspiring to me. And I, I was talking about that to someone where you know, we talk about needing to be inspired by others. And I think sometimes when we do like what I, when I think we find what we are meant to do when the act of doing it, like creates this cycle of inspiration. Like for me doing this, not only do I believe it does have an inspirational effect on others, but that comes right back to me and I am just like lit up by it. So that's just a clue to any of us who are, who are looking for what is it that I'm here to do or to create. So as you tap into that, you're onto something for sure. And I'm very, very grateful that I have found it in this opportunity and with such dear friends as well. So I am going to close this out. Thank you so much for listening in this week. It has been a true, um, true honor. And we'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, I will close this out with uh, the beautiful voice of India Ari, who is, who is offering us up such truth and wisdom in three simple words. I am light.
Pieces of the brokenness inside. 